10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, January 7th. The boys are back. We're doing a matinee, but I'll still release it at some point tonight. We haven't been here in a while because of the holidays and families and all that. Extracurricular bullshit. Uh, Hal, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. Happy yeah. New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, man. How's, how's everything going? Hal just moved into a new place. He just, sh- he just showed me the digs. Looks pretty sick. How are you liking it out there? Not bad. You know, same shit. It's kind of hard to enjoy anything when it's like the Arctic tundra outside. So just kind of staying inside and drinking beers is the name of the game the last couple of weeks. True. Uh, Bruins are looking awesome. So shout out to my Bruins. They're like, uh, I don't know. I think they've lost in like nine or ten straight regulation games. You know, Bergey had four goals last night. So go off. Yeah, he had four goals and an assist like halfway through the second. Yeah, it was pretty fucking insane, man. He's he's pretty good, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that's insane. That's like really, really good. That's that's some beer. He he's like an NHL guy playing in the beer league. Four four goals and an assist halfway through a game. That's not bad. Yeah, it it was at one point the Bruins are up like six to one and they're getting out shots. So that's a tough go for the Hurricane goaltenders. Cam Ward, Scott Darling, tough shake. You talk about I thought the Scott Darling thing. Everybody was so pumped about that signing, but I feel like he's been kind of a bust, right? Yeah, I think like uh, I think a lot of people thought Scott Darling would be in the same mold as like Talbot, who kind of got signed. Or Ranta. Backup goalies have done really well on different teams, uh, especially on New York. If you're yeah, it just seems like the Hurricanes can't get a good goalie. It's been forever, so I think if Scott Darling came from like a Benoit Allaire type system, he probably would have been ready to be a starting goalie. But. <laughs> I don't have a comment for that. All right, so. Uh, well, just to hop right into it, we have a bunch of shit we got to talk about. So, NHL in the news, let's go. So, like I said, it's been a long time since we've done anything NHL in the news because we really haven't done a podcast. So, we have we have a couple weeks worth of shit to catch up about. The first thing, the Winter Classic, the Rangers-Buffalo. Uh, the Rangers ended up winning... I thought it was a battle of the goalies, Henrik Lundqvist and Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard played so well in the Winter Classic, it was actually kind of crazy. Also, are we sure that he has a neck tattoo? Because I kept, like, looking at him, and I and I couldn't see it anywhere. Is it, like, a back of the neck tattoo? No, it's de- I, he definitely has a neck tattoo. I'm looking it up right now. It's It might be situated in weird place. I don't think it's as, bit, like, <coughs> obvious. It's on the back of his neck. Back in the, the neck back tattoo. Yeah. Might as well be a bullseye. Dude, side note, I don't know if it was during that game where this came out or a different game. It was before. But Robin... Oh, what are you talking about? You're talking about Leonard's conspiracy theory? Oh, no, not the conspiracy theory. I was going to go deeper. 
Robin Lohner's dad is Henrik Lundqvist's goalie coach in Sweden. Oh, no shit. So, like, Robin Lehner looks like a pretty crazy tough dude. It's kind of weird that him and Henrik Lundqvist is like, worlds collide. That's that's. Wait, so Robin Lehner's dad was Henrik Lundqvist's goalie coach? Yeah, and I think it, where's, uh, where's Lundqvist from? Like, Gothenburg or something like that? I, I'm not entirely sure where he's from. So, I, I guess, I guess, like, when Robin Lehner was a little kid or something like that, Henrik Lundqvist, like, helped him learn how to play hockey, too. <laughs> So, like, kind of crazy to think about that they played each other in the Winter Classic. And also kind of crazy because I thought Robin Leonard was, like, born in an alley. But it turns out his dad works with Henrik Lundqvist. I think it all kind of makes sense. I can see Robin Leonard being like, hey, Dad, can you hang out with me? And him being like, no, I have to go hang out with Henrik Lundqvist. And then Robin Leonard's, like, watching from the glass as this pretty boy Henrik Lundqvist is sick. So he's like, shit, I have to go to the skate park and start acting out so my dad loves me. And then that's how how we got Robin Leonard. That's fair. Yeah, dude. Definitely definitely a little rebellion there, but I feel like if Leonard and Lundquist walk into a bar, that crew's cleaning up. I mean, that's like uh that's quite the dynamic duo right there. Dude, it's like four brothers. It's like you have the pretty boy Tyree or the uh at the outcast guy. Andre three thousand's like Hendrick Lundquist, and then Robin Leonard's like Billingsley. Who's the fucking what's the name of the kid who gets fucking shot? The youngest brother is like uh Yeah, it's spaz. Billingsley. I don't know his fucking name though. That's not that's Billingsley? Yeah, that's fucking Billingsley, dude. Damn, dude. Well, they made, like, Billingsley, like, must have, like, started eating protein or something after the taping of that video, dude, because he was, he did not look like the same cat to me. No, I mean, you go from fucking high school fullback of the year to, like, some, like, methed out, rebellious teenager. I can kind of understand where your body's going to go through some changes. And I never, I know we're talking about four brothers right now, I never even fucking realized that the girl, that Tyrese or whatever, is, like... Dating the Spanish chick is the girl from Modern Family. Yeah, dude. Sofia Vergara, dude. He's banging around the washer before she was even famous. What a star-studded cast. I feel like Four Brothers should have probably won like a Golden Globe or something. An incredibly like underrated movie. Yes, yeah, great movie. Great movie. All, All right, right, back on track. Yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, so Rangers Sabres. Rangers won overtime. JT Miller scored. I'm trying to figure out, like, you had the whole shadow thing come into play. Uh... Which, uh, do you believe in that? I think in baseball it's a little bit more than hockey because, like, you have a hundred, well, I don't know, shots are like a hundred miles an hour. What do you, what do you have with the whole shadow thing? Do you really think those come into play when you're playing outside and shit like that? Probably. I don't know. It's weird though because, like, thinking about playing pond hockey, like, in my personal experience, like, I've never been like, oh my god, like, the shadows are terrible. Yeah, right? I don't think I have either. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I guess, like, I'm we're sure also, We're also I mean, not hitting we'll- each other. I think goalies in the NHL are like, uh, it's like a game of inches and they're so technical and everything's so precise that they feel like even if there's like a little sun in their eyes or like a touch of a shadow that they're totally thrown off. So I guess I buy it. I mean, it gets them out of their element a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good experience. The Rangers won, thank God. If the Rangers lost to the Sabres at the Winter Classic, they should just blow up their team. I still think they probably should, but... Uh... Yeah, that's kind of all I got. JT Miller scored in overtime, and there's like a sick celebration of the boys up against the glass, and for some reason there's a giant pyro going on right outside, so there's like fire flames everywhere, which is like kind of like a sweet picture, I guess. Kind of looked like Game of Thrones type shit, and it really... Do you have anything else with the Winter Classic? I thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, I didn't watch it, um, so I'm going to sound terrible because it was a hockey podcast. Where was it? Because I'm a little confused. There were a few details that I heard that I was... Yeah, I think everybody is. It was at City Field, but the Sabres were the home team. 
Yeah, why the fuck did that happen? I, I think the Sabres were just the home team because that was probably a part of the negotiations, but they didn't also read in the fine lettering that it was going to be all about the Rangers and, like, them being from, like, New York City, clearly. So, I don't know. That I thought that was pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, just another Winter Classic. I'm not going to shit on the Winter Classics like we usually do, but whatever. I mean, it went it past the Rangers once. So as a Rangers fan, you can't be mad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. And, and it's kind of a decent segue because we're talking outdoor games. So we're going to get into the World Junior Tournament, and then we'll skip back to the other thing that we we're going to talk about. But uh, World Juniors Canada played U.S. and Buffalo. That was as pond hockey as possible with, with how much snow that they got. You could barely even see anything. They're fixing the ice. Those guys with the shovels. I mean, there's so many World Junior fucking things that have happened. So, first off, let's just do U.S.-Canada outside. What did you think of that? Uh, I was at work for most of the game. Uh, for starters, I understand that like the schedule's kind of <laughs> weird. But if you are... If you're like the World Juniors at IIHF or whatever the fuck they are, wouldn't you schedule this during a time where everybody can fucking see it? Yeah, not three, like, not three, not it, three o'clock like, on a fucking Friday. Yeah, like I, I saw that you. I mean, shout out to you being the office hero you were. You were like streaming it at your desk. Uh, I was, I did not have the ability to do that at work. Uh, I it just like, I don't know, man. I wanted to see the game and I wanted to be able to sit down and have a couple beers, maybe order some chicken wings and watch the game. And I got absolutely nothing out of it. Like. I thought it was kind of a huge swing and miss uh, on that aspect. Super cold. Shout out to any fan who went to that game. I don't think I could have stood in that. Yeah. It seemed like they were kind of rowdy for the small amount they have. Uh, I don't know, man. I it was they came back. USA came back. I mean, it was kind of an instant classic. I don't know what Canada's thoughts are on it. Do people from Canada like hate? Were they blaming that it was an outdoor game for the loss? I haven't really seen anything about that. I I think Canada's normally. When they lose, they tuck their tails between their legs and they kind of get off social media for a couple days until they win. The uh, the one takeaway I got from the Winter Classic, like you said, I was streaming it, but the only stream I got was a TSN feed. And the commercials that they have in Canada are fucking unbelievable. My one zero of the week I'll talk about in a little bit, but like, there was one commercial about this guy. He like, It's a Nike commercial and he's running to the rink and he's like nice to everybody on the way to the rink. Then when he gets to the rink, he's just an absolute savage and he just runs over everybody. And like a really fun fact is there's a Zamboni driver in, in that and uh the Zamboni driver is Bo Horvat and he has a uh a, a coat on and it just says Bo. <laughs> what a cameo. Yeah, that and Pav Pavel Barber was in it from uh Hey Barber. So I thought that was kind of sick. Uh also, another thing that we could talk about is how about I wrote a blog about it, and there was some controversy about this. The kid who almost got his head taken off by three different shots in warm-ups of the Sweden check game. I thought instantly I saw that and started laughing out loud, and I got a lot of backlash for thinking that was funny. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, he's gonna die!" <laughs> I think it's funny that this kid's making minimum wage and getting fucking head high clappers fired at him. What'd you have on that? Yeah, I mean the one thing I didn't get so. So if you reference the video, it's like this kid who's like on the on ice team. The teams come out. The first guy comes out. I think it's on like Sweden or was it Czech? The first two were Czech. The last one was Sweden. So this kid on the Czech comes out, head down, dude. He's about to play a game in World Juniors. You think he's looking at the net? You can tell he didn't even pick his head up. Fires one. I mean, if that puck hits that kid in the head, this is a completely different story because that kid's probably dead. Yeah. But it missed. 
Second one, kind of the same situation, and then the, finally gets drilled when he's trying to get off the ice. A few things. One, you can't blame the players. The players had no idea this guy was on the ice. Can I, can Two, I, can I, can I piggyback on that? In an important tournament or any sort of big game like that, how often do players get on the ice and people are still out there fucking doing the net? Zero. This isn't PVCs. Like, yeah. no, like the dads that are running the clock don't have a Dunkin' Donuts in their hand. And their fucking flannel sweatshirt. Exactly, out there it's a giant to tournament. <clears throat> Those guys were not expecting somebody to be on the fucking ice. And I don't like operations. Get your shit together. You shouldn't put that guy in danger. My point that like really upset me is people are like this isn't funny. If the guy gets fucking killed, that's fine. He has a fucking bruise. One, if I'm that kid and he's from Buffalo, and I think anyone from Buffalo would agree, that is an instant classic. You tell that story at the bar. You yak it up with the boys. You get a little shit at first, but it becomes a story you can tell to the end of time. And there's video evidence of it. I think it's hilarious. I don't think that kid, looking back on it, he was pissed at the moment. Now I'm sure he loves it. Number two, the internet was built on, like, videos of people getting injured or almost injured. Like, Rob Deerdeck, Tosh Point, whatever, dude. All those shows were built on, like, people, like, eating shit, but, like, being okay. Like, that is, like, what people laugh at. I don't know... Why in the world everyone was like, oh my god, this is such an offensive video. The kid's fine. Yeah. He's got a boo-boo. It was funny. Like I said, like for the 3,000th time, if that kid's lying dead on the ice, I don't think you're going on to the air and be like, ha 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 ha, this yeah. guy took a fucking puck to the skull. Um, also, shout out to somebody on the internet after you posted that video and said it was funny. One guy, uh, <laughs> I forget what his name was, he, he basically insinuated that he would like you to go to his gun range and he'll fire three shots at you and see if you still think it's funny. Yeah. Shout out to that guy. Shout out to that guy's brain for thinking that's an all right comparison. I still think you should have done it. I mean, I told, I responded and then he blocked us, but would have been pretty cool to see you go out there on the gun range with this guy. Fire. Yeah, man. And like, I'm getting yelled at for this. If you guys follow the morning skate at all or read any of our blogs, like we don't take most things serious so you guys gotta relax and secondly the guy the, the announcer was like laughing at it like when the kid got hit and then he got pissed off and like got off the ice the announcer was like laughing at him so why the fuck aren't you yelling at that guy yeah no absolutely um yeah so shout out to that <laughs> kid uh what else you got just kind of you want to talk about usa kind of blowing a stinker i mean they won bronze they killed czech republic big whoop they sucked against Sweden. Yeah, Sweden's a good fucking team, dude. I, I knew that was going to be a really, really tough go because that Rasmus Dahlin kid's awesome. They're, they're so deep. Good goaltending. Um, if, if the U.S. beat Sweden, I think it was theirs, but I think the U.S.-Sweden was kind of like the gold medal game. Yeah, and I, I, don't, uh, I, I don't think... Um, I don't think this USA team was as good as people said. Like <laughs> Not even close. Middlestead, Kachuk, and Bellows were good. <laughs> Name like another forward that was like great. Well, here's here's I'll, I'm gonna break down the USA team for you from my thoughts. Casey Middlestead, incredibly talented. I can't tell you how many behind the back drop passes he made that just went the other way happened. People fucking forget about that, but that kid must have had 200 turnovers. Yeah, uh, true. I thought Kachuk was the best player. He was gritty. There was a play in the USA Canada game right at the end of regulation. Of course, they cut the screen, like. The Canada guy, there was, like, less than a second left, and he's, like, in the middle of the neutral zone, and, like, the buzzer goes off. So you see, like, him peel away in the corner, and you see Kachuk peel away in the corner, too. The camera cuts away, and then you just hear a bunch of whistles and people freaking out. So I think Kachuk ended up burying this guy in the corner because he's like, well, I can't get a penalty now. We're going to a shootout. Love that. Um, Kiefer Bellows has a rip. I thought it was pretty cool when he scored and he was behind the net, and he looked behind him, and there was somebody wearing his old man's jersey. 
Like, like that was kind of a pretty sick moment. Uh, everybody loved this Fox kid. I didn't really think this Fox kid was really all that great. They were sucking his dick. I thought the best defenseman on the team was that Hughes kid. That kid can skate for fucking days. And you called it. It came down to our goaltending. Our goaltending fucking really wasn't all that great. So, the U.S. team, I, I, oh, who's the fucking guy for the Oilers? Yamamoto. Fuck that guy. Oh, I played three NHL games. Kid was probably fucking like minus 80 with like three assists. It's like two, he's like 25 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, dude, I, I thought like, I thought our defense wasn't bad, but like. I didn't he, think they were good. They had number 20 or number 28 was like America's version of Marstall. I thought they were a collection of guys that were very reminiscent to like. Andrew Fair. It's like small, undersized defensive defenseman, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, there wasn't anybody on the back end like Charlie McAvoy or like John Carlson in the past. Some U.S. stud defenseman that can do it on both ends of the ice. And I think that hurt. I think we really had production from like two lines tops. And yeah, the fucking goalie thing pissed me off still. And I know I'm a homer because Swayman is like my boy. Guy sat in the bleachers the whole tournament. Had hottest goalie in college hockey. You have two kids with 900 save percentages, but they played for the U17 team and won a gold medal in like Kiev for some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. So they get to play. Last night, Swayman played Ottinger and beat him three nothing shutout. 31 saves. Ottinger like led in like three goals on like 19 shots. Like, give me a break. Yeah. I I, I just think there's that homerism, and I and I don't know the prospects enough. That I always shit on with USA Hockey that I'm sure there are kids in college hockey right now that probably would have given more effort than all of these national development kids. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, talk about major disappointment. I know he got injured, but Logan Brown was like a top 15 pick. He's like 6'6". By the end of the tournament, he was on the fourth line. He was doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, it was a weird team. I, I think they had way too much hype. I think they kind of were what I expected them to be, and it's good that we won bronze, I guess. I mean, really, but I don't know, man. Just kind of another USA hockey tournament letdown. I know we won gold, so maybe I'm being, like, super, like, nearsighted because we won last year, but, like, it just seems like this is the USA hockey that I actually expect, and the gold medals are, like, the outliers. I think uh, the, the one thing that kind of made me upset, other than the Yamamoto guy, was the fact that they kept talking about your prospect. Uh, what the fuck? Frederick? Is that his last name? Yeah. Talking about how he's some sort of nail gun banging bodies, and I don't think he threw a body check the entire fucking tournament. Yeah, he didn't have a very good tournament, dude, and I thought he played like shit. I don't really think he's a nail gun, honestly. I think he's getting kind of pegged wrong. I think he's more of like a quiet two-way forward. Yeah, but, but they, if you listen to all the announcers and shit, they made oh, it sound like he was going to be fucking like Sean Avery. Yeah, no, absolutely, dude. And I, I think uh, uh, from my perspective, it was good. He scored a hat-trick in the bronze medal game, which was kind of nice, I guess, but... uh Oh, that USA game at the very end, I got to give another Bruins shout-out. Oscar Steen, our fifth-round draft pick, just yakking yep. Yamamoto with the slash at the end of the game. That guy's got Bruins written all over him. Shorthanded <laughs> snipe ends the game with a cheap shot for no reason. It's not like they're going to play each other ever fucking again. Love it. Loved it. A-plus. No suspension goes on. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of my USA take. Just, I don't know, man, just USA hockey. Yep, and then uh, Canada ended up playing Sweden in the gold medal game. <clears throat> Canada won 3-1. I think they had six power plays. I think Sweden had one. And then there was some shit that happened afterwards. Uh, Leah Anderson, the captain of Sweden, New York Rangers prospect, they're handing out silver medals. Leah Anderson sticks out his hand because he just wants to be handed to him. The guy's like, no, I have to put it around your neck. Leah's like, okay, buddy. Puts it around his neck, immediately takes it off, skates it over to the side, throws the medal in the rink. This guy in a uh, Rochester American jersey catches it. 
takes off his Rochester American jersey, has a USA hockey jersey on, takes off, takes off the USA hockey jersey, and then he had a Sweden jersey on, which was, like, perfect. Um, wrote a blog about this. I love this shit. I love the fact that this kid did not like losing. I hate those fucking people that are like, oh, hey, still got second place. This is something I can be proud of. Lee Anderson was having none of that. He fucking, I just, it's just nice because, and it's kind of funny because we traded Derek Stepan essentially for this kid. So instead of having a, oh, well, I thought we did a lot of good things, we had this kid freaking out and giving a fucking silver medal to a random fan in the stands. What'd you have on that? Yeah, I agreed with it. I agree with you 110%. I mean, he was pissed off, dude. I think that's what you want your leader, your captain to do, not want to settle for silver. Like, I understand some people think there's, like, the room to be polite and stuff. It's not like he was disrespecting his country. If he, like, took off his, like, jersey and, like, stomped on it on the ground, that's a completely different story. If kid's just pissed he lost in the gold medal game as the captain of his country, like, I don't know. It's hard not to kind of respect that move. And he played a good tournament. And I guess if I was a Rangers fan, I would be pumped up, dude. Like, kid doesn't want to lose. And he showed it, like, in the heat of the moment. Like, you know how many times, like, I remember growing up getting, like, a medal in, like, a youth hockey tournament, and, like, when we lost or something, my initial instinct when I got back to the locker room was throw in the fucking trash. Like, what am I going to do with this fucking stupid thing? Oh, here's the time I came in second place. Like, yeah. big whoop. I, it's just... And think, know, think about the set of balls that kid has to have to, like, actually take that fucking medal off, knowing he's on TV in front of the entire world and just fucking tossing it in the stands. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, <coughs> Yeah, it was just it was a power move, dude, and I'm all for it. I'm all for Leah Sanderson. I think if people there's still people, I mean, that wish the Rangers took Middlestead. I mean, obviously Middlestead's skilled, like you said, he has his issues. I mean, I would be completely happy with Anderson. He seems like he plays a great two way game. He still put up like five goals, I think, so nothing wrong with that, dude. You wanna see a little fight fight. I I don't know if I'm gonna sound like a hypocrite as I transition to this, but the Dolan kid who's gonna be the top pick in the draft next year probably. Yep. Uh, was complaining about how Canadians don't play the right way, like, and how they were diving and this and that. I understand Canada got a lot more power plays than you, but, like, I don't know, man. Give me a break. Like, it doesn't make any sense when I say it out loud. Anderson was pissed off that he lost the game, but it seemed like Dolan was just blaming the refs. Dude. And I feel like Anderson, in that moment, I don't think he was just blaming the refs. I think he was blaming himself, his team, more like. It just seemed like, why are you crying about the refs right now? Like, Yes, yes, maybe they didn't make the best calls in the game, but at the same time, you need to overcome that shit. Like, I, I don't think there's any, like, I don't think the International Ice Hockey Federation's like, ooh, we need Canada to win this game. It looks cool in other team countries win this game. So, Dolan can kind of suck a dick. I, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, I think at that stage, <clears throat> not only that, he should kind of know how the way Canada plays. That shouldn't be an excuse. Like, they're rats. Most of the Canadian players are fucking absolute rats. And... You have to know that. That shouldn't be a surprise to you. You should be going to that game knowing, like, shit, these guys are going to be fucking up to their antics, but we still have to find a way to beat them. And I don't know. Again, I, I also think it's different because I think uh, Leas is a little bit older than Rasmus. I think Ras, great name, by the way. I think Rasmus is going to, like, end up figuring his shit out. I think he's, he was fucking awesome. But, yeah, I mean... I, I agree with you, and it's kind of weird because on one hand you have poor sportsmanship, and then on the other hand you have poor sportsmanship. But I think definitely think one of them trumps the other. Um, but yeah, that was our World Junior talk. That was a pretty decent conversation. Uh, and you know what, Canadian fans out there, because we didn't really talk a lot about Canada. Congrats! I mean, you yeah. won the tournament. I think it's fair. USA, we got to beat you, so that felt kind of nice. But like, I don't know, man. Canada is always a good team, and like, I don't really think. Even if they do play kind of scummy, I guess, like, at the same time, like, 
It was just Canada hockey, and they grinded out a win. You can't take that away from them. I thought they played a good tournament. Yeah, no, I did too. Uh, we're, we'll go back again to the KHL thing at some point, but because we're already talking about the U.S. and shit, let's just talk about this briefly. The USA Olympic roster came out, and boy, what names we have on this fucking thing. Uh, Brian Gian is a captain. We talked about this on a podcast a couple weeks ago. I thought he was still playing for the Rochester Americans. Nope, he actually retired, so he hasn't even been playing hockey, but... I guess in the United States, when you're really a part of the U.S. development camp and have played on previous Olympic teams, you don't have to play hockey to be the captain. Uh, the New York Rangers have three players, Chad Kolarik, Bobby Sanguinetti, who was supposed to be awesome and ended up doing shit, and ESPN 30 for 30, Matt Gilroy is on the team. Uh, you got Your boy Donato's playing, Mark Arcabello, Jordan Greenway from Canton, New York, that's kind of cool. James Wisniewski, haven't heard that name in fucking forever. Uh, what, do you, what do you have on this team? Uh, my I, I, before before you do that, my take is if you tell me that actual players aren't going to the Olympics and the USA still needs needs to make a team, the team that they make in my head they nailed it. Like that's exact the exact team I would think that the USA would put together. Fucking Jim Slater. I mean, they're gonna grind. Yeah, can't take that away from this team's gonna grind. I just think I don't know, man. It kind of sucks. Like I'm also kind of excited just because this team's such a fucking. Bad News Bears squad, like Bobby Sanguinetti. I really think you should get his USA jersey. That's going to be electric to see that guy in the bright lights. Jonathan Plum was a bust for the Kings. There's just so many busts all over the place. Bobby Butler, Chris Bork, a couple great AHLers from New England. I don't know, man. Like, Part of me, I was expecting this roster, so I don't know why I'm kind of salty about it. But when I see like uh, Ryan Donato and Greenway and Chad Billens and Troy Terry, the young guys, I don't know why they didn't just try to do a completely young team and see what mm-hmm. happens. Like, Try to get those some of those world junior kids or more college kids out there and just say, these kids are young, they might be inexperienced, but they probably have more talent than Jim Slater and Ryan Stowe and Garrett Rowe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, at what point does having 35-year-old grinders really, like, substitute for having at least a little bit of skill? And I love grinders. I love nail guns. I think this team might be able to forecheck the puck really well or something like that. But it's like, what line is going to be out there when when it's like 2-2 with one minute left? Who are you going to fucking put out there? Brian yeah, Gianna? Yeah, Brian Gianna will be out there, dude. Bobby Sanguinetti. Bobby yeah, Bobby Butler, Brian Gianna, Sanguinetti, Matt Gilroy. And fucking Jeremy Roenick's going to fucking put on the jersey and two shit, so. That would have been kind of cool if they fucking invited JR. It'll, it'll be interesting, man. I'm, I'm really curious to see what Canada ends up coming up with, if they're going to have younger guys, or if they're going to go the old route. I know there's still rumors that guys like a Ginla and Doan and all those old-time fucks could play, so, Jesus. like, I, I don't know, man. It's going to be It's going to be a shit show, but at the same time, I think I'm going to – I'm going to embrace the shit show. I'm going to root for this USA team just because they are a bunch of nobodies. And maybe I'll actually be able to get behind their backs a little more than I usually can. I agree with that, 100%. And uh, we'll keep it Olympics. It's kind of Olympic-related. Uh, Yarmir Yager's out of Calgary. Uh, Yager and the Flames are working on an accident on the 45-year-old. Yager's ice time dropped from an average of 17 during his two-and-a-half seasons with the Panthers to 13 with the Flames' fourth line. Uh, most interesting thing about all this is if Yager ends up signing in Europe in the next few weeks, there's a possibility that he could play for the Czech team in the Olympics. I think Yager back in the Olympics would be sick. If Yager went, yeah. to, if Yager went to the Olympics and won gold medal and then retired, that would be like the coolest career ever. No, for sure. I think I think uh, having him in the Olympics would be a good last time to be in the spotlight. It wouldn't kind of feel like he just got kicked out of hockey altogether in North America. I'm fucking, I mean, you know... 
my take on this, dude. I'm pretty happy that like the whole Yager thing is done. He was a great player, but this has been dragging out for a little too long for my liking. I've been sick of the stories, how old he is and how good he is. Like, unbelievable player in his time. Like, it, he's 45 years old. It yeah. is time to get him out of the NHL. What does Yarmir Yager bring to a fourth line? You want muckers on your fourth line. You want young guys with energy. Like, yeah. you want a 45-year-old out there playing possession puck in the fucking corner trying to set up, like, a four-check with, like, Michael Furland on his left wing? Like, it's not going to work out, dude. Like, it was just a, it was a recipe for disaster. It's not like he could have kept up with control. Like... See you, Yager, man. Like, it would be cool if he's on the check for sure, but I'm, I'm happy the sob is over. <laughs> no, I, I 100% agree with that as well. Um, so that's kind of like all of our Olympic talk. So now we have two more things to talk about. We're going to go to the KHL first. Uh, Kazakh stand ritual or something like that. Uh, they slaughtered a sheep on the ice before practice and then took the blood from the sheep and sprinkled it onto their net to make it magic. Uh, reports came out that the foreign players got sick and Nigel Dawes was on the team. No shit, dude. Can you imagine hacking down a sheep in front of Nigel Dawes and not having that pussy throw up? <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I don't think Ni- Nigel Dawes is... Nigel Dawes is probably a vegetarian or vegan. Definitely vegan, dude. <laughs> and he lets everybody know about it. This oh, is this sure. is such he a weird... Upset. He probably took a photo and tweeted at PETA. This is such a weird move for a KHL team, but at the same time, it's so like on point for what that league has to offer. Like yeah, in, the, man, I, in the States, yeah. you have ice girls for like the Dallas stars. You have like some hipsters in the Brooklyn rink, whatever. We don't kill sheep and sprinkle it on the net because, oh shit, we're going to have a shutout tonight. Yeah, dude. I mean, like it, it's par for the course. Like this is what the KHL should be. When you sign up to play in the KHL, you should expect a sheep to be slaughtered on the ice. And I, I don't know. I wish we had the stats. How has this team been doing since? Have they been doing well? I bet you they're doing great. I don't have, I have to figure out the name of the team really quick. Nigel Dawes. KHL. I will say, I had a I had a legend of a hockey coach, Jack Bartizak, at one point in my life, and we we had a big game coming up. And uh, before the game, he was driving down the street and he saw a skunk that had been run over, and he took the roadkill skunk and he threw it in the locker room before the game. No, he did it, dude. Yeah. So uh, shout out, Mister Bartizak. That got the boys the W for sure. Anytime you see a dead animal in the room, it kind of it brings out your like. Uh, I don't know, your caveman instincts, you know what I mean? It's time to go out there and kill and slaughter. So, dead skunks, slaughter sheep. Uh, It's called Astana Barris is the name of the team. I don't know how they're doing. I mean, honestly, they're probably not doing that well if they're resorting to killing skunks or fucking sheep. (laughs) That's like like the coach has done everything in the book, dude. He's benched players. He's tried new systems. He's like, like, wait till you see what I got in my back pocket. This was like plan Z, dude. He had to... (laughs) Yeah, they don't teach this in, like, coaching for dummies. No, so USA, USA hockey coaching uh, camps would have a fucking field day with this shit. Um, and then lastly, one more thing in the NHL in the news. Uh, Joe Thornton and Nazim Kadri got in a fight the other night, uh, and Kadri ripped out part of Joe Thornton's uh, beard. What, what what do you have on this? I don't really think it's a scumbag thing by Kadri. I think he was just trying to hold on, and he accidentally grabbed the beard. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like um... – and it's like, if you, the way it is. Not, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. If if you're fighting Joe Thorne, you have to grab onto pretty much anything so you don't die. Yeah, I'm sure he was just trying to grab onto <coughs> the pads, the beard, and he ripped. I mean, it came it came out like uh, pretty easily. I mean, the guy's yeah. probably pretty old. I don't. I bet you it didn't. I had never grown a beard that long, but I feel like that does. I don't know how much that can actually hurt. It probably killed in the moment. But it was done in a second. 
I don't think Kadri did it on purpose. Like, pretty funny though, all the way around. Has, has anyone seen? Has Joe Thornton? Has he like trimmed it up now? Is he kind of like? Uh, I saw this one picture on Twitter, but it looks so ridiculous that I think it's photoshopped. But if it's not, it's like he has an, an entire beard and then just literally one giant chunk out of it, and then it just <laughs> continues. Well, then I, I hope he keeps it. That's a battle scar for sure. I, I saw that they like. They, like, ziplocked it up. I hope that goes in the Hockey Hall of Fame because that would be a pretty fucking cool piece. Yeah. Uh, I, I And another thing, I love the fact that those two fought. Right off the opening draw, there were some slashes back and forth. And Kadri, who I know has been a pest, and I know not a lot of people like him. I actually kind of I like the, the style of game he plays. I thought that was pretty good on him to end up fighting Thor and doing what he had to do. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree with that, man. I still love Joe Thor. And I... Tch. Sometimes you just get a little hair, you know? Yeah, sometimes you just got to pull on some shit. <laughs> uh, that was our NHL in the News segment. So, uh, uh, Patty B hasn't called in this week. Fucking dick. So, we're going to hop right into Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Thank you, Dom. Heroes and Zeros this week. Who wants to go first, Hal? You can let it rip. <clears throat> All right, my, my hero... Kind of myself, sort of. Uh, myself, Zuccarello, and like my game experience. The other night, uh, the queen or my girlfriend brought us tickets to go see the Rangers Blackhawks. She's a Hawks fan. So we go there. Um, the Hawks won. So at the end of the day, at least like she wasn't too annoyed with the way I was acting. Uh, but I we sat next to this one beauty of a guy, and he was like with a, with a lady too. And the entire game, he was a little bit old, like he was probably like forty five, and everything he was saying, I was thinking, but he would like say it out loud, like he would scream at Rick Nash. He's like eight million dollars to fucking fall in the corner, you pussy! Like the entire time, we had little kids sitting behind us, but this guy just did not care. Chirping Mark Stahl, Buchnevich, Elaine Vignon, Rick Nash, like super negative Rangers fan, which is just exactly how I am. So like I com- was completely related to him. Um, and it was funny because you could see, like, the girl that he was with kept being like, honey, you need to calm down. He's like, don't tell me to calm down. <laughs> so I thought that was fucking really cool. Uh, then after the game, I, I was fortunate enough to meet Mika Zbinejad, Boone Nieves, uh, Jim Rammer Ramsey, and uh, my idol, Matt Zuccarello. So he ended up signing my jersey. That was probably the coolest experience of my entire life, which it sounds, like, really stupid, the fact that I look up to somebody I've never met before and he could be, like, a huge dickhead. But, like, I don't think many people get to actually meet their heroes. So I thought that was, like, a pretty special moment. Like, Hal, that would be if you met Ray Bork. And, like, I, you probably may have already done that. But, like, now. Like, you, you rate this second meeting Ray Bork. Like, I don't know. I thought it was unreal. So that that's kind of, like, my hero. Just my entire experience down there. Everything worked out perfect. It's a feel-good story. How is it, how's it going to a hockey game with a girlfriend who roots for the other team? Uh, Okay, so <clears throat> the Blackhawks scored... We're in an entire ranger section, and she just stood up and, like, st- like did, like, this weird, like, dance in a circle. And I was like, what the fuck is this girl doing? So then the rangers scored. So I got up and did the exact same thing. And then the Blackhawks scored, and then she did the same thing. And then we when we tied it 2-2, I got really excited, and she had a winter hat on. And I grabbed her winter hat and, like, pulled it over her face like this. And then she didn't talk to me for, like, the next, like, one and a half period. So it, it was a, a roller coaster up, up and down, but ended up being, like, pretty good. Just ebbs and flows, dude. Yeah, dude, she's got to expect that, you know what I mean? You're not going to go out of there unscathed. <laughs> Can't do that. Um, all right, congrats, congrats on the emotional moment, Kat. I'm happy for you. My uh, my hero of the week is Riley Nash, not because he's been playing awesome, which he somehow has on our third line with 
Danton Heinen and the guy who lost its colon, David Backus. But Riley Nash is pulled away as uh, the real the real Nash in the NHL. He is the elite Nash in the NHL. 38 games, 18 points. Rick Nash, 41 games, 17 points. Rick Nash makes eight like eight oh, mil a year. Riley Nash makes nine hundred thousand. Uh, it just feels good to know our third line grinder. You know, uh, Ivy League kids coming out there. He's playing pretty hard. I used to shit on him. He's really turned his game around. Been a solid player, but. It's nice to know that we have the elite Nash in the league. It's been it's been tough looking over there at Rick and being like, wow, Riley's really playing in the shadow. But he stepped out, and, you know, it's good to know that Riley Nash is superior. Congratulations, dude. I couldn't agree more with anything you just said. <laughs> What's up with Rick Nash? Since we're on this topic, like, are there ever still trade rumors or no? Or is he just, like, untradeable at this point? He is fucking soft, dude. Did you see? <clears throat> well, you didn't watch Winter Classic. <clears throat> they did a thing where, like, it was at City Field, so some of the guys went downstairs and, like, uh, did, like, batting practice. Yeah. I, I, Rick Nash has... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the most unathletic person probably of all time. Like, Rick, Nash, Rick Nash is a guy who's right-handed, but he, he, when he throws a ball, he steps with his right foot. Yeah, dude, I, um, I'm i a pretty terrible baseball player and softball player all around. I think everyone can attest to that. And our softball team that never actually came to fruition, I think I was... The Labatt Blue Jays, dude. Yeah, so uh, the Labatt Blue Jays, I was batting ninth and playing like left or right field where, wherever coach could hide me. Peanuts uh, I will say I am a better baseball player than Rick Nash, and that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, that is absolutely terrifying. Any any pro athlete should be able to look somewhat competent in a different sport that they play. I think the one exception might be basketball, just because like if you're a hockey guy from like Europe and you've never shot a basketball, you're probably gonna look fucking brutal. Yeah. But like a Canadian or American swinging a baseball bat, like give me a break, Rick Nash. Yeah, he's just I don't know what it is, man. He just doesn't have the fire. He doesn't drive the net. Like I wrote a <clears throat> I wrote a blog about why the Rangers were like the most classic Rangers game ever, and it was just like Rick Nash forget the puck, he chipped the puck out. You, you could instinctually hear Joe McLeody, like, jizzing his pants about how great of a defensive play that was. And then Rick Nash would get the puck in the middle of the neutral zone, and he would skate directly to the corner, take himself out of the play, fall over, get back up, and change it up. And it was hilarious because, like, you see it on TV, and you're like, maybe that isn't what happened. But when you see it live, it's like, holy shit, this guy actually is a pretty, like, terribly ungifted offensive player. He's just brutal. He's bad. He's just a bad yeah. player. He's not a leader. He's He's... Fuck, man. And, like, when we got him, I was so pumped. I was like, holy shit, we got this Rick Nash guy. I kept watching that one YouTube video of him. Uh, what team was it? Where he fucking went through, like, eight different people and then scored and was, like, pumped. I think it was against Coyotes. And I was like, holy shit, we finally finally got a guy who can score goals. Like, let's go. He's, he's on the Canadian Olympic team. Like, this is great. And now Riley Nash has more goals than him. <laughs> That's so brutal, dude. Yeah. <laughs> And I, this is a terrible transition. I know we're getting a little off topic, but we didn't mention this in the World Juniors. And Buffalo played in the Winter Classic, so I'm going to transition it there. Why was Team USA wearing Buffalo Bills jerseys? <laughs> That's brutal, dude. Why was that a good idea, dude? I think you wrote a blog on it. You hit the nail on the head, dude. Like, worst luck in the fucking world. Oh, the Bills? Let's be the Bills? Yeah. Why are they representing the United States of America? Why are the Buffalo Bills jerseys on team usa like stupid they look kind of, i didn't think they looked terrible as some people thought but just a stupid idea yeah i think it's maybe that was like the deal because that's where they played their game maybe that was like oh if you do this you have to wear bills jerseys i would have said no i would have been like no nah, maybe we'll do it next time like don't worry about it it was just i don't even know man 
Like, you're just setting yourself up for fucking failure. Like, let's let's pick the one sports franchise that has had literally the least success out of every single other sports franchise and put it on our young athletes as they try to win gold for our country. How's that make sense? Makes no fucking sense. Just as a side note, dude, I know a game's going on. I don't know how it'll end, but let's go Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I hope Bill's Mafia sucks a fart today. Blake Bortles, dude. Like goddamn Bortles. Fuck All right, it. but who's uh who's your zero of the week? Zero of the week. I talked about this a little earlier. How we were doing the uh, how I streamed the game. And it was a TSN feed, and one of the commercials came on was Jordan Everly talking about how he was online bullied as a child. So my zero of the week goes to Jordan Everly for not having thick skin and being a little pussy bitch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like if you're watching a commercial in the United, well, we clearly want to get that. I, Hal, I really wish that you saw it. it uh, like I had to like pinch myself. I was like, is this fucking real that Jordan Everly's crying on TV because he got online bullied as a child? He doesn't even seem like a dude who would get online bullied. No, I mean he was obviously really good at hockey. I, I feel like people who are really good at hockey probably it, he probably wasn't bullied, dude. It was probably just like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll take the extra thirty k right now so I can afford to live in Long Island. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> That yeah, just that's just like unre- that just made me mad. I was like, why? What the fuck, man? Jordan Everly getting online bullied. You're my zero of the week. All right, sorry. Speaking of people who deserve to get online bullied, Dougie Hamilton's my zero of the week. Uh, I hate the guy. His parents, his parents, couple of Canadian Olympians, big fucking whoop. Uh, basically, when he left Boston, it kind of came out that one of the things he was really crying about was that the Bruins wouldn't bring on his trash older brother uh, and they refused to try to trade for him or pick him up on waiver so he was super salty about that his brother's been sitting in the press box all fucking season in Calgary and Calgary was finally like we're we've had enough of this kid like we're gonna wave him and Dougie was like crying basically being like oh, oh I can't. like he didn't say it but in so many words it basically felt like I can't believe they're doing this to my older brother like it's a business, dude. Stop trying to drag along your less talented brother with you to every team you go. You're not the fucking Sedin brothers, dude. No, no. And mom and dad, like, I know his mom and dad are super involved. They need to step back. Like, don't be a Jack Johnson parent. Like, just relax. Let let the little brother go, or the older brother go play in, like, Switzerland and collect paychecks. But at the end of the day, dude, you got to think Freddie Hamilton must be pretty sick of his older brother holding him to these high expectations. He's probably, like... Realistically, man, I had a good run. I was on the World Junior team. I was a captain of Canada on the World Junior team. I made it to the NHL. I wasn't good enough. I want to go play in Europe, make some money. Leave me the fuck alone, little yeah. brother. Uh, not all of us are six foot five specimens, so. And, yeah. and it's a tough look as an older brother, as your younger brother is like fucking really trying to like stick up for you. Like, no older brother. Older brother would want the opposite. You don't want your little brother like begging some like team to like keep you. Like, that's just a bad fucking look. I'm saying, dude. Like, he doesn't even realize it, but... Dougie, 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 man. <sighs> Whatever. I'm over it. That's my zero of the week. And you know what? I always kind of liked the way he played. I always thought he was really good, and then I started hanging out with you, and I'd hear about all this shit about, like, why he's just, like, a fucking loser. And now I, like... I don't trade for him on NHL. I don't draft him in fantasy hockey. Like, I'm like, I don't want this cancer on my team. I don't want to hear about fucking his brother. Oh, draft my brother. He'll put up point zero one points a game, but he's a great locker room guy. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, so, I mean, great hockey player. Dude. He's just a, I don't know, dude. He's just like a dweeb. Right, yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he's, 
Dude, you're like 25 years old. Stop going by Dougie. You're Doug at this point in your life. Yeah, I mean, Dougie would be kind of cool as a younger, but, but like, dude, you want to be a man. You don't want to be a boy. Yeah, yeah. Drop the IE, pal. Yeah, All right, for sure. Um, so that those were our heroes and zeros this week, and we're just gonna hop into it. Lastly, our three stars of the week. Hit the music. All right, Jim and Mike. Thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go in Rogers' hometown hockey. Three stars of the week. Uh, shout out to Queen for helping us come out with what the fuck we should talk about. It's New Year, so it would only be fitting to do our top three stars New Year's resolutions for NHL players, analysts, anybody involved in the game. So uh, my third star of the week goes to Keith Kincaid. I think his New Year's resolution should be to stay off social media. My, my thing for this is, dude, you're a backup fucking goalie. All your free time should be directed towards like perfecting your craft. Don't you want to be a starting goalie? How about you get off the phone and back on the ice? That would be my thing. What do you got on that? Yeah, man. I I, mean, I, I guess, dude. I know you hate his thing. You're a Yankees fan. He stole that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of – I don't know what his numbers are like this year. I, I always think it's kind of a double standard because I love when guys are on social media. But it still gets under your skin sometimes when the guy sucks. But then he's always on there tweeting or doing whatever. It's like, why don't you just lay off a little bit? Why don't you no, focus? Why don't you focus on being like a better player? I guess, dude. But at the same time, what's any NHL player gonna do? Just fucking right after the game, start getting shot on by the goalie coach. That's what separates the good from the great, dude. Stop, dude. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's what separates the good from the great. Yeah, dude. I mean, Keith Kincaid probably does need to chill out a little bit. Maybe lose a couple fucking followers or something. Yeah. So fuck you, Kincaid. That's my third star of the week. What's yours? Uh, and the theme of, like, one thing people make for a resolution is to spend less money. Eugene Melnick, dude, why don't you stop spending so much money? Everyone's crying over there. They saved your life, and now they want to take it again. Give me a break. I mean, Eugene Melnick, everyone's talking, you need to spend more money. Guess what, pal? Look at those Ottawa centers and fans in the eyes and say, I own this team. Fuck you. Pull your pants down and trade everybody. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what he's been doing. And to be completely honest with you, he's been all bark, no bite up to this point. It would be kind of cool if he, like, ended up, if he somehow made it where, like, he, his team was the least paid play, like team in the league. That'd be hilarious. What if, what if, I don't know if an owner could do this, what if he just, like, traded all his star players for, like, second-round picks and then he fucking just, like, sold the team? <laughs> My money now, bitch. <laughs> So yeah, Eugene Melnick, third star. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> that one plays pretty well too. Um, my second star goes to Bruce Boudreau. Uh, his New Year's resolution is to lay off the Hagen Dawes. He's 62 years old, not getting any younger, and having to deal with the stress of not winning a cup despite coaching teams with elite level talent. Uh, you know those arteries are probably starting to get clogged up from the fucking Chunky Monkey and uh, whatever type of other ice cream this guy fucking enjoys. Uh, I think maybe kind of lay it off. Maybe hit hit the elliptical. That's what I'm planning on doing. Um, and uh, I mean, his his stress level's got to be through the roof. He, what do you, he coached Ovechkin, he coached uh, Perry, Getzlav. He's had some pretty elite level talent, still haven't been able to get it done. So, Boudreaux lay off the fucking Hagen Dawes and uh, maybe start mixing in a celery stick and a jumping jack. Yeah, dude. I, I, I for his personal health, dude. You really hope for the guy. You know, he is 62. On the other hand, though, dude. Do you take Bruce Boudreaux as serious uh, if he's skinny? Like, I, don't, I don't know. I think it'd be funny to see. I, I think he loses his job, dude. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I think a skinny Bruce Boudreaux just doesn't get the job done. I think part of it is when he's yelling and his double chin's kind of fucking swaying in the wind. It kind of gets the boys going a little bit. 
So you don't th- you don't <laughs> think Bruce Boudreaux's jawline commands respect? I, I honestly think it does in a fucking weird way. Yeah, I, I, I uh, he's got those rosy cheeks. Anything like that? You're right, though, dude. He, God damn it, he is kind of a heart attack way in the half, and you do kind of hope for the guy. Fuck. Sorry, 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 sorry to make that so real. Did you know? Did you know that Bruce Boudreaux was in Slapshot? By the way, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. On, I forget what team he was on, but he was one of the players on the other team. Like he had a little bit of a role in there. So no shit. AHL legend, dude. But uh, yeah, dude. I Bruce Boudreaux. I guess Chunky Monkey. No more for you, pal. That's pretty, that's pretty sick, man. Uh, my third star. We second talk star. Our second star. We haven't really uh, talked about it because we've been gone for a while. I mean, it was big news like the week before. Zach Ronaldo, as everyone knows, pulled the classic Zach Ronaldo and punched someone in the face when they didn't have their gloves dropped. His New Year's resolution, kind of like what I just went through, get a new job, dude. Find a new career. You know, it's time to move on. You're Clearly, you're a little stressed out. Things aren't going well. You're taking it out on people. Uh, I think it's time, Ronaldo, originally I was thinking he got into the graphic t-shirt game. Uh, but really, when you take a step back, dude, this guy's got mixed martial arts written all the fuck over him. I don't know if he needs to own his own studio or if he needs to fight, but I think he needs to start training to get into the octagon. Uh, I could get behind a Ronaldo MMA fighter. I can't get behind a Ronaldo hockey player. So, Zach Ronaldo just throwing kicks to the faces of people I think would be unbelievable. And I think he might become Canada's fighter. What's your thought on that? I, I really, really like that. When When you said switch job, one did come to my mind, though. Um, Zach Ronaldo keeps the mohawk haircut, grows out a chin strap, buys a leather coat, and and makes special guest appearance on Orange County Choppers, where he just builds Harley Davidsons. If you give him, <laughs> if you give him that same exact fucking, oh God, if you give him that, same, that was perfect. If you give him that same exact outfit and you just put him in front of like a swanky club in New York City and make him the bouncer, dude, he's like every stereotypical bouncer ever. Oh, just with the flashlight ideas. So, I mean, there's so many things Ronaldo could do with his fist outside of hockey, and I think he needs to figure that out. No, I, I like that a lot. Uh, never forget that one time I said, fourth line, we're living the dream, and you almost kicked my ass. It, did Zach Ronaldo, uh, do you think he rides motorcycles, dude, or is that just a vibe you get? I, it's a vibe I get. I don't know. I would like to know, though. <laughs> if, I mean, dude, if you see Zach Ronaldo on a motorcycle, are you shocked? No, it's kind of like when I we found out from our uh, good friend CG that Sean Avery rides a moped around New York City. It's like moped, Sean Avery, Zach Ronaldo motorcycle. And that's not a chirp in any way to Sean Avery. That guy deserves a moped. Yeah, 100%. Uh, my question, though, is if Zach Ronaldo does own a motorcycle, does he drive his motorcycle with or without a helmet? And if he does have a helmet, what kind of helmet? I don't think – I think he goes helmetless. But here's where I struggle with Zach Ronaldo on a motorcycle. At first, when you're talking Orange County choppers, I completely agreed. He's a Harley guy. Yeah. But now that I think about it, dude, I think he might be more of one of those – like, Crotch rocket? green Hondas doing fucking wheelies down the freeway. Yeah, I could see that too. I mean, maybe he has both. Maybe, I, I don't know. If he if he's wearing a helmet, like you know the helmets where like the visor comes down? I don't think yeah. he has one of those. I think he has like the Dale Earnhardt NASCAR helmet on where it's like open face and literally just like a helmet. Yeah, and like true. a pair of goggles that like go in front of his eyes. We need to figure this out as soon as possible. He's going to have some downtime. I don't know. If the Coyotes bring him back, it's like Jesus, they've been sitting Duclair for Ronaldo, which is a brutal move. Yeah. Um, yeah, so quick shout-out, Zach. Uh, and my first star goes to Pierre Maguire. Uh, his New Year's resolution should be to embrace loneliness and reinvent himself in the process. 
There's not a chance Pierre is surrounded by people actually like being around him, so maybe this is a time where Pierre can like have like some sort of WWE heel turn. Um, everybody hates him, so how can you just imagine like instead of him telling us like what high school people went to, like, oh, so and so cheated on his wife last week, or oh, so and so used to get beat as a child, or like just like dirty laundry instead of like high school shit, just everybody's dirty laundry like left and right. And people already don't like him, but it would be entertaining as fuck if Pierre Maguire went straight heel turn. Yeah, I I love that idea. I love if he was like a negative Nancy, too, instead of like being like, oh, look at how Patrice Bergeron's protecting the puck. You would just be like picking on players like, I don't know, like, oh, Pierre-Marc Belmore looks like absolute dog shit tonight. Look how fucking shitty he is. You know what I mean? Just yeah. trashing everybody, giving out the negatives. I really like where you're going with this. Maybe Pierre starts like a TMZ hockey website, just gets all the dirty laundry out there because you know he knows it. I feel like if you're a guy in the NHL, you get divorced, the first text message you get is from Pierre McGuire. Yeah, being like, what happened, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, Sidney Crosby, who played at Shag St. Mary, actually bullied a kid so hard one time he had to drop out of school or like something like that. Like, that would be ideal. I love it. That would be fucking perfect because – he yeah, needs to be a heel because he, he cannot be a face. If, he, if he's a face, he's where he's at right now. He looks like a giant dildo. If, he, if he's a heel, that's like, oh, my God, how fucking cool would that be? It never happened. What if, but What if he got in hair plugs? What oh, my God. What if he got hair plugs and got Ron Duguay's haircut? Yeah, dude. I'd be <laughs> sick if Pierre just showed up one day with hair on his head. I'd be in fall or, or like Or Kevin's toupee from The Office. Yeah. <laughs> Classic wedding episode. Or, uh... All right, my uh, my first star New Year's resolutions. Mark Bergevin, GM of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, a lot of girls, some girls, they say, you know, New Year's resolution, I need to spend more time on my appearance. Other girls are like, you know, I need to take a step back, spend less time on my appearance. I think that's where Mark Bergevin is. Uh, I think if he spent less time putting gel in his hair and dressing like a hipster and seeing which new glasses he was going to put on every day, maybe there'd be a better product on the ice. Mm-hmm. If he was kind of looking at the AHL and the numbers, maybe scouting juniors instead of saying, hmm, which colored pocket square am I going to put in tonight? Maybe there'd be a better team. Uh, guy's always all about the fashion. He looks great every time. Every time he has a press conference, it looks like he took a shower 45 minutes before and his gel's just getting hard in his hair. It makes no fucking sense. I mean, just kind of, you know, lay up on the pretty boy image. I feel like Mark Bergevin would be a more sympathetic figure if he was wearing sweatpants and eating fucking, like, nachos every night. You know what I mean? With, like, chicken wing stain on his white t-shirt. Yeah, just like, we fucking suck. But instead, (laughs) he's out there trying to save the Montreal Canadiens. But in reality, he's crushing them. So he's pretty much like Ben McAdoo. Ah, uh, the thing is, though, is Bergeron's always been kind of like, and this doesn't sound really weird for me to say, I think he's always kind of been like a sex symbol, like in Montreal. Like, really? Way. Like, he was always just kind of like... Uh, you think Bergeron Fox, dude? Oh, for sure, dude. I don't know if he's married or not, but, like, Mark Bergeron had Klaus. No shit. I never looked at him that way. He probably smells really bad. That's that's always been my first vibe. If I look at Mark Bergeron, I'm like, he probably smells like he just walked inside, it's pouring out. And he was petting a dog, and the wet dog was all wet, and he just got done smoking, like, four camel crushes. Like, that's how Mark Bergevin smells. Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> weird. Yeah, but he definitely, like, layers it on with, like, an expensive cologne. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, right? dude. Like, not even expensive. Probably just Axe body spray. <laughs> like, on top of the. You remember, like, in middle school, you'd walk in, like, the gym locker rooms, and it just smelled like fucking feet and Axe? 
Yeah, dude, Mark that, that is very true. He's definitely just fucking hammering that on. Yeah, dude. Or or that's you remember that cigar cologne that everybody had in high school? Like you open it up and it looked like a cigar and you squirt it on it and you smelled like a cigar. Maybe that's what he does. Oh fuck. Yeah, I uh You okay, Hal? Yeah, I'm okay, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was that, dude? Not um <laughs> What what is wrong? Nothing, dude. Nothing's wrong. I was just looking something up, and it, it didn't prove to be true. I thought I read an article, and it said uh, breaking wife of beloved NHL veteran destroys NHL GM. I thought Mark Bergevin's wife was shitting on him in the media, but it was just Andre Markov's rocket of a wife saying that he sucks. So. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Well, that's all I got, bud. That's all I got too. Uh, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Morning Skate. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed it. Keep sending voicemails. Keep asking us questions. We're trying to fucking get this shit to really take charge. We're kind of almost to 10,000 followers on Twitter, which is cool. So if you don't follow us yet, follow us at morning underscore skate. And if you don't have a Twitter, go to twitter.com and create a Twitter and follow us. Um, same with Instagram. If you guys have some sick uh, pond hockey back uh, or like any outdoor rinks or whatever, send those in. We're fucking highlighting those on our Instagram and Twitter feed. And how do you have anything else? Oh, hell, I think, I know you have to study for that test today, but I would like a Rick Nash, Riley Nash blog today. Like, who's the better Nash? I think that'd be pretty good. I can give it a go. All right. Um, But, yeah, so that's what we got. Anything else, Al? Oh, stay warm. Yeah, it's fucking cold out, dude. Oh, climate change. It's been, like, dash 10 for the past, like, fucking three weeks. Climate change my ass, dude. That is climate change. It's winter, dude. Alright, we're not going to talk about fucking... Yeah, dude, alright. When when Obama was president, we didn't have snow on the ground for Christmas. I'm kidding, this is all being facetious. We don't do politics here. That was just jokes. Have a good weekend. Alright, see you guys. She cursed the thought Cause when I spit the first The shit gets worse The worst is just sauce If I could fit the words This picture perfect works every time Every verse, every line The simplest nursery rhymes It's elementary The elephants have entered the room I venture to say With the center of attention It's true Not to mention back With the vengeance So hence the signal Of the bat symbol The platinum trio's back on you hoes So crack a bottle Let your body waddle Don't act like a snobby model You just hit the lotto